Welcome to the Kick-Ass Everyday Podcast with your host, me, Tanya Tringali. Let's get ready to be bold, be amazing, and live every day to its fullest with the kick-ass powers of personal development. Oh yes, and full disclosure, there will be a healthy dose of Jersey sarcasm. my friends and fellow seekers, and welcome to episode 32 of Kick-Ass Every Day. As always, I want to start off by thanking my returning listeners, and if you're new here, thank you so much for giving me a try. Together, we will use our combined energy to put out positive vibes and make a difference in our world. Ah, food. Food holds so many feelings for people and is something we all need. We associate it with both good and bad memories, and it is a necessity for living, right? Can't go without it even though there is still a hunger problem in this world, and many people do. Hey, I've got an idea. How about we focus on that problem as a society? That is something we should be able to all get on board with and fix the hunger issue. But I digress. This episode will focus on healthy eating, some of the best ways to achieve it, and to not be overwhelmed by the sometimes confusing information out there. It's actually not that hard. It will require you to be proactive in certain things, but that's something that one can easily accomplish. Also, just as I told you with exercising, always be sure to check with your doctor first if you have any kind of health concerns. I am not a health professional. Don't claim to be one. My role is to inspire and educate you, and I can only do that based off of my own research and my own experience, period. Okay, now that we got that out of the way, let's go back to the title. What is healthy eating anyway? Simply put, you are eating for your health. It is not some mystical concept or idea. Your body needs fuel to operate and food is that fuel. It is in the quality of that fuel where people drop the ball and make bad choices. And hey, it isn't that difficult to do. Just one trip to the grocery store and the temptation to eat crap is everywhere. And a lot of that crap tastes good and it's easy to consume. So it isn't that hard to see how the American diet is terrible, but it's a choice. If it's one thing Americans have perfected, it's choice. We have limitless choices. Choose better. Your body will absolutely tell you when you have consumed a meal that is not good for you. You feel terrible after you've eaten it, tired, sluggish, and a host of other unpleasant feelings. This alone should be reason enough to choose foods that are better, that give us the nutrients that we need. But just in case it's not, I want to break down the eating for your health thing into three areas. They are eating for your mental, physical, and emotional health. When I started planning for this episode, I realized that I tend to eat different foods for different things, and they fall all fall into those three categories. Let's start with mental health. I think a lot of people either don't understand or completely underestimate the power and importance of eating the right types of foods to support our bodies. That eating certain foods really does contribute to the body's ability to last us the way it should. I'm sure you've heard in recent years the term brain food or superfoods. The reason for this is that there are certain foods that help support healthy brain functions and can actually increase the brain's capacity for learning. Did you also know that the brain uses 20% of our body's calories? That is why we need plenty of good food to help us maintain our concentration throughout the day. So what are some of these brain foods? Well, oily fish is one. This would be 
salmon, and tuna, just to name two. These types of fish are rich in omega-3s, which have been shown to improve blood flow to the brain and therefore better thinking skills. Not a fish fan? Well, you can also get those omega-3s from soybeans, nuts, flaxseed, and other types of seeds. Another great brain food is dark chocolate, but the chocolate must be 70% cacao or cocoa. So it has to be the good stuff. I put a link on my website for some of the better ones. Dark chocolate is rich in flavonoids, which is an antioxidant. And antioxidants are especially important for brain health as they help fight off age-related cognitive decline and brain disease. Another great antioxidant is berries, all berries. They also, like dark chocolate, help reduce inflammation and oxidative stress. This improves communication between brain cells and increases plasticity, which is what helps the brain to form new connections, boosting learning and memory. Antioxidants help reduce inflammation throughout the body, something that we all need more of. Some other great brain foods are nuts and seeds, whole grains, coffee, yes, avocados, yes again, and peanuts, which in case you're wondering are legumes, not tree nuts. Eggs, broccoli, kale, and soy are also great brain foods. I put a link on my website with a great article listing all of the health benefits of these superfoods. You can see that just from this short list, the importance of consuming the right foods to help support our brain health is incredible. Let's take a look at physical health. Did you know that 80 to 90% of the food we eat should be whole foods? Just so we are clear on what a whole food is, it is a natural, unprocessed food containing only one ingredient. So that would be fruits and vegetables, lean meats like chicken, beef, pork, whole grains, eggs, etc. If the product looks like it was made in a factory, chances are it's not a whole food. The great thing about whole foods is that they tend to be nutrient-dense and have a lower energy density. They have fewer calories than processed foods and are just way better for you. So processed foods should only account for about 20% or less of your daily food intake. Now, if that number scares you as you think about what you are currently eating, good, it should. This is one of those times in life when you have to put on your adult pants and really look at what you are eating. Nobody is perfect. And to me, if we get at least close to that 80% of whole foods number, we're doing just fine. The key is to just be aware of what you are eating. Some great whole foods to consider are fruits and berries, some of which we've already talked about, but let's include avocados in this group. They are amazing and so good for you, loaded with healthy fats and high in fiber, potassium, and vitamin C. Apples and bananas are also good choices, especially for snacking. Then there are eggs in a category of their own. Now let's set the record straight on eggs. They got a bad and unfair rap a few years ago for being high in cholesterol. Well, that was untrue. And in fact, they are one of the most nutritious foods on the planet. Not only good for your brain, as we just discussed, but they're a great way to start off your day, leaving you feeling full and satisfied. Then there are meats. Now, if you're a vegan or a vegetarian, I get it. Just ignore this part. But if you aren't, meat is one of the best ways to get essential nutrients, such as protein, iron, and other micronutrients. Again, like eggs, beef has gotten an unfair and bad rap. The key with meat is choosing the right cuts and in the preparation of it. I've also included an article on this as well on my website, so be sure to read it and have a good understanding of what you are buying. Let's move on to vegetables. Now, I'm sure you all remember our mothers telling us to eat your vegetables. Well, there's a reason for that. 
Calorie for calorie, vegetables are considered to be one of the most concentrated sources of nutrients worldwide. So you want to eat many different kinds every day. I think that is one of the keys to making eating for your health a success, variety. You have to keep your food interesting enough to make it something you want to eat. There are so many delicious vegetables out there and great healthy ways to prepare them that there's simply no excuse for not eating them. Some of my favorites are bell peppers, broccoli, mushrooms, carrots, cucumbers, lettuces, and tomatoes, just to name a few. We covered the nuts and seeds category above as being great for your brain, but they're also healthy for other parts of your body as well and are crunchy, filling, and loaded with nutrients. Two of my favorites are almonds and walnuts. Almonds can actually help you lose weight and walnuts are highly nutritious. I add them to my oatmeal and love to put them in salads and other places as well. Fish and seafood, as we've already talked about, are especially rich in omega-3 and iodine, two nutrients that most people are deficient in. There have been many studies showing that people who eat fish tend to live longer and have a lower risk of such illnesses as heart disease, dementia, and depression. Here's the confusing part about fish and seafood. This has to do with conservation. You will hear from one side, eat fish, it's good for you, because it is. But you'll hear from another side of science that our waters are overfished and pollution has caused a host of other problems in our oceans. This is also true, and I'd be remiss in not mentioning it. So what are you to do? This all goes back to moderation and balance. Find out what types of seafood have been overfished and don't eat them. There are so many varieties that we can make not only healthy choices, but responsible and sustainable ones as well. Again, I've included a few links also for this on my website. Let's talk about grains and breads for a moment. Look, I will freely admit to being a carb lover. Bread, pasta, rice, you name it. But in moderation. I'm not 16 anymore and my body, like everyone else's, has changed. Grains can be high in carbs but can offer nutrients as well. Rice, with brown rice being a better option than white. Oats, my favorite breakfast food, and quinoa. All offer nutritious benefits but should just be eaten in moderation. Breads are a challenge. The highly processed white bread that most people eat are not good, but finding other healthy options is not easy. There is the extremely healthy Ezekiel bread, which I am not really a fan of, but let's face it, there's nothing like a crusty baguette. So choose wisely and just don't overdo it. One last food group, if you will, that I want to talk about is dairy. For those people who struggle with dairy, my apologies. I at times myself struggle with milk, so I switched to drinking almond milk. But dairy products are an incredible source of many nutrients. Cheese is by far my favorite, and we in fact have a cheese drawer in our refrigerator. One slice can offer about the same nutrients as a cup of milk, an excellent source of protein, calcium, and other things. But not all cheeses are the same. It depends on how it is produced and what milk is used. Full fat milk is actually better for you and may help lower the risk of obesity and type 2 diabetes. Here are some good ones. Mozzarella, the full fat kind, especially the ones packed in water. Blue cheese, feta, cottage cheese, which is actually much higher in protein than other cheeses. Ricotta, or as my husband would say, it's called regatta. Well, as I keep reminding him, I'm not Italian. And I will be saying it the American way. Parmesan, Swiss, cheddar, and goat cheese. Plenty of varieties to choose from. For a detailed list of what these cheeses offer, see my website. Yogurt is also a great dairy option for health benefits. 
The full fat varieties, again, are the best. Yogurt has the added benefit of live cultures, unlike milk, and this provides friendly probiotic bacteria. This is what helps you with your gut. So you can see the importance of eating for your physical health and that there are so many varieties and ways of doing this. So let's move on to our emotional health. Now, I'm sure you're thinking, what does food have to do with emotional health? Well, you know that 20% of processed food that you're allowed to eat, and I'm putting quotations around that? This is where they come in. These are our comfort foods. You know, the things that just make us feel good emotionally because we like them. Chips, ice cream, cookies, etc. This is also when being a label reader is a must. I can't stress that enough. You don't want to completely throw off a day of otherwise healthy eating with something stupid. Not to mention, have you seen the list of ingredients on some foods? Is it even a food? If I can't pronounce it or there is more than 10 ingredients listed, I probably won't be eating it. I care about what I eat. And as I've told you, my body is a temple and I treat it as such. Now, there are those comfort foods that can also be associated with family, right? The meals we ate as kids or that we've shared with our loved ones. There's also nothing wrong with eating spaghetti meatballs or potatoes and meatloaf or a slice of homemade pie with ice cream, just in moderation and in portions that make sense. Eating for your emotional health is about indulging once in a while and not completely depriving yourself. When you completely deprive yourself of something, that usually backfires and then we tend to overeat. I'm sure by now you're thinking, how can I do this? It seems overwhelming and like I have to make so many changes that I don't think I can. Here's my answer to that. Start slowly, but just start. Don't try to change everything overnight. That won't work. Gradually add in healthier whole foods to your diet and remove some of the offenders. Plan your meals ahead of time. This is probably one of the best ways to support healthy eating. A little meal planning ahead of time and before you go to the grocery store can make a huge difference. Having healthy snacks available, vegetables already cut up, fruits that you can just take with you, nuts and seeds handy, and a good piece of dark chocolate when you need it. I am a regimented eater, not only with what I eat, but when I eat. So for me, when I get over hungry, not only am I crabby as all get out, just ask my family, but I also tend to then just look for crap to satisfy my hunger. So I try really hard not to get that way, but if I do, I will reach for some of my favorite snack, Stacy's pita chips, or something like that. It is usually something salty that I need. So having some nuts handy is always helpful, or yogurt. I know it will fill me up until I can eat a regular meal. As I said before, become an avid label reader. This is a must, not only for the ingredients, but for the portion size. You've heard me talk about this before with my sister and her nut craze. You have to understand what a portion actually is and stick with it. That is why whole foods like vegetables and fruits are much easier to eat because you really can't eat too many vegetables. Fruits do have natural sugars, but are a much healthier option than potato chips. Remember to keep everything in moderation and balance. Use common sense and just know what you are eating. Don't beat yourself up when you have to eat a fast food meal because you are on the road and options are limited. Just try to choose the best option and don't get the soda. If you get nothing else out of this, remember that soda is never a good choice. Unless you have an upset stomach. Even I'll reach for a small, and that is the key, small Coke or ginger ale in those times. Soda in very small doses and once in a while are okay, but that's it. Eating for your health is a habit and will take time to implement. 
But when you give this gift to yourself and your family, the dividends it will pay are worth it. And trust me, once your body's used to getting the healthy food it needs, it won't be looking for the crap anymore. You'll wonder how you ever ate some of the things you used to, like my tab soda and Twix kick that I was on when I was 13. Some of the benefits of healthy eating include increased energy. We all need more of this. You just feel better. Your body is designed to work off healthy whole foods. When you give it what it needs, it just feels good. There's also the overall health benefits that we need for the long run. Nobody's guaranteed tomorrow. I get that. But I want to know that I at least gave myself the best chance of living a full, healthy life, that I controlled as much of what I could eat as possible. Then there's also better moods, improved memory, dental health, and really setting an example for your family. Now, my mom was hands down a healthy eater, and she definitely encouraged us to do the same. In the long run, this has definitely had a positive effect on myself and my sisters. We all eat healthy and care about our bodies. I've definitely tried to pass this on to my own kids and can see that for the most part, they make healthy choices. My son needs a little work, but he has always been my most picky eater. I still have hope. And when he eats at my house, I try to cook things that I know are good for him. That's all I can do. I think this is a good place to wrap this episode up. I know we covered a lot, but I just want to encourage you to eat for your health because you are worth it. I've listed a ton of great resources for you on my website this week, so do check them out. And also, be sure to catch episode three of Kick-Ass Everyday TV for a more in-depth look at developing the mindset of a healthy eater and how this is important in personal development. Have a great week, and don't forget to invite your friends to listen and subscribe so we can continue this amazing journey together and kick ass every day. Till next time. (laughs) 